you put together all the cryptocurrencies in the world and look at the energy usage, it's equivalent to the fourth largest company on the planet. Welcome to Careers in Fashion. Hi everybody, it's Michelle, Tahina, Clorinda and Leela here from your Graduate Futures team. Today we're going backstage at our recent networking debate looking at brand value, ethics in the creative industry. The purpose of this debate is to discuss the purchasing climate and how it is changing in light of recent sustainable and ethical working debates. Is the psychological pleasure of purchasing winning the conflict over the pain of buying? In our topical conversation, we've brought together student staff and industry guests to discuss how public engagement with ethical issues is developing in the light of these political changes. And we explore how a brand's engagement with ethics and their development of corporate social responsibility can buy them brand loyalty. In this podcast, we particularly look at digital ethics and brand's communication practices. All right, so could you just tell us your name? Uh, my name is Naomi Harris. I'm an MBA candidate. My name is Isabella Sarsour and I'm also an MBA candidate. Brilliant, MBA, love it. Um, so how did you find the discussion and the conversation today? I thought it was really lively. It was definitely, it was very engaging. I feel like it was a really interesting group of like of opinions and people, like a, a good mix of backgrounds and perspectives. Particular for me, it brings the idea that like res- ethics and social responsibility with the teams is not only like in the sourcing part because sometimes you always hear about about ethics in the sourcing, but you don't actually hear about like ethics in within the teams in the company, the people that it's in the retail, the people that is in the the staff. So it's there's also a lot of responsibility from companies there, and I think that they were talking about all the 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 people involved in the industry, which is very important. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the subjects that were touched on are things that clearly are discussed within the context of sustainability somewhat frequently. Uh, but I really appreciated there was a, like a like the, that last little bit even where there was like a challenging perspective of like, no, you don't need to be perfect and a little more rounded of a perspective uh, and some really good just like facts and numbers actually like in particular on diamonds like yeah that's why I was so surprised when I was like hearing the percentages as an example of like H&M exactly with their turnover percentage of about 2% versus the whole brand turnover you just think oh my god like how are they doing this um, and again is it sustainable you know or uh, that was my argument was it to do with the marketing point do you think the media have just literally just done this as a one stint to showcase the, to the population that obviously ethics, sustainability, the environment friendly because it's like a bit of a, a theme going on and then, it, and then it goes quiet all of a sudden or is actually brands acknowledging that they've got some faults and are they addressing it? Are they going to do anything about it? I mean what, what shocked me was that other lady was saying, um, one of the panellists was saying that her eco business Oh, no, not her, the, the woman from America uh, who went for trends or something. She yeah. was saying that um, 10 years ago they were looking at sustainability, but then all of a sudden they had to stop. So now we're now, fast forward 10 years later, 
and still where are we like just because there's been some activists going on in the news and stuff like that so I'm, my argument was is the media playing a bigger part in terms of showcasing the whole element and shaming some of these businesses to say you need to make a a, a point here you need to actually do something yeah, yeah I agree with you and then, then is when you see that actually fashion is a following industry yeah. fashion follows technology exactly. fashion always follows like yeah. trends and it's that's actually not good like no. because within the fashion industry this, this should be more authentic yes it shouldn't be pressures from other industries yeah. or from media yeah. but within ourselves yeah. like as an industry exactly but you know in order to educate the population or the actual average consumer the media needs to kind of Retentiously, like regularly update everybody or showcase or educate us in order to then the brands to then learn it and say right well, we have to start making a sound we've got to do something about it but it just for me at the moment with all this kind of like trend theme it just seems like a tick box exercise and then it's going to go quiet for another 10 years and then it's then going to go up again do you know what I mean I do yes. but it can't it can't it can't it, can't. Yeah. it, ha- it's, it can't be a tick box item yeah. like it is actually the only way that any of this is going to continue is if it's something exactly. the brands deeply, deeply hold on and like take the time to educate themselves. And I, yeah. and I think that from an academic perspective, LCF is definitely doing a lot. Yeah, but also as students of SLCF, we have the responsibility when we go yes. to the work environment yes. to keep talking about this yes. in the industry because I don't know how much actually the industry itself, the companies are talking about it. Or are they just greenwashing or talking from a commercial marketing perspective? Or are they within like embracing this as a philosophy of of the business? And that's the key thing, I think, in terms of the last question, what they were saying, in terms of helpful tips for LCF students, you are you are the future generation. You are the ones who are the the, the methodical researchers and and the understanding of this whole ethics and sustainability topics. I think what I've noticed from businesses personally, obviously from the from the graduate futures team, is more to do with um, that businesses are a little bit nervous because they don't understand yeah. the topic and they need people to guide them. Hence, LCF students or you know people who are like thinking about setting up their business or their consultancies to actually give them the guidance they need to put the right stepping stones in place yeah. but I think it's just yeah it's, a, it's an interesting debate I've got one quick question for you you know with this emerging technology obviously technology is so huge right now right so do you think it's helping designers this emerging technology are helping designers and brands change the way they make and sell their collection so do you think it's helped with, the, with technology, gaming industry, to obviously all these kind of apps and stuff like that? Do you think it's actually helping the brands moving their, you know, the collection forward and, and taking an account of? I think like selling more than making, yes. because you say make and sell. Yes. It should be both. Yes. But I, see, I definitely think like obviously there's yeah. like they're using technology to sell like social media, marketplaces, e-commerce, everything like to to actually commercialize the product. But I don't actually think that we like we as an industry are using that much technology in the other part yeah. like, like it has making yeah it has potential to impact making but no i don't really yeah. think that it's more just no. to do with the sales it's, it's about not selling it's, it's not no not not in the not in the actual manufacturing and maybe some people are doing it but not not widespread okay. so last question for you what do you think you will take away from the I take away like 
compile, compiles with information that we have been seeing in our classes, but from a different perspective. Because the panel was interesting because every single expert was coming from a different field, and how you applied this in different like fields within, within the fashion the, within industry. Within the fashion industry. industry. So that's what I, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. I think because each panelist, one was regardless of what industry they were coming from, you just think of it just as a product. Yeah. You've got someone who's about humanity. Yeah. You've got someone about the diamond industry, which is something extreme. Yeah. You've got someone who's consultancy. It all boils down to that an individual perspective of the product. View There's an overview. Yeah. yeah. Of the topic. Yeah. That's interesting. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, um, so what's your name and what course are you on? Uh, my name is Jackie, I'm doing an MBA at LCF. And how have you found the debate today? I found it really interesting because some of my courses already cover the topics such as sustainability and technology. Yeah, and um, I'm really happy that I have those uh, insights from different industries. Yeah, um, I'm really interested in circular economy, but also like a part of a sustainability issue. Yeah. Um, did the conversation bring up anything concerning ethics, or made you feel any differently about a particular? I think maybe how everyone or every industry is so very very, very interesting technology, because to me, I feel like. I, I get it, it's the future, uh, technology going to help, but um, I'm kind of like anti-technology person, so for me to hear those ideas, yeah, it kind of changed my perspective, like, yeah, so maybe I should um, focus more. Why are you, why would you, why are you anti-technology? Well, I kind of believe that in the near future, everyone will be so obsessed with maybe not just technology but more like a cell phone, mobile phone, those digital things and they forget about who they are or they maybe they have this mental health struggling with uh, you know being uh, included or being um, I don't know just the kind of cell health issues so yeah I'm, I'm really trying to do something with digital detoxing actually yeah but I might use the the technology to help me to achieve that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. But I did cover um, that there was a push and pull still, that yes, it's technology, but it's taking jobs away. So yes. We're not really going to know what it, it's going to entail until we get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what have you taken away from the debate, and what changes will you be actioning from what you've learned today? What changes? Any changes to any of the work you're doing either um, on your degree or outside? Mm, right. Well, when I look at the companies in the future, no matter it's a product I'm buying, a brand I'm buying from, or it's a company that I'm looking at, I'm interested in. Like if I'm ever gonna intern at those companies, I do care about those, their organizational culture and their ethics. Do they offer programs? for employees to grow or do they care about diversity I think yeah I think uh, it's inter interesting to look at especially to look at the, uh, in China since I don't think there's a lot of uh, inclusivity going on in the company right now I feel like it's very corporate company cultural yeah do you feel prepared to 
prepared with the right sort of questions and the right knowledge and it's forever growing for you. I think so. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, so, if you would like to introduce your name and your role. Um, okay, yeah. so I'm Moin Roberts Islam. I'm the Technology Development Manager at the Fashion Innovation Agency at London College of Fashion. Okay, and do you just want to give us a bit of a rundown of what the FIA are doing? So um, at the Fashion Innovation Agency we work with uh, fashion brands and retailers and technology companies and we put together proof of concept collaborations um, to showcase how emerging technologies can disrupt the fashion industry. So we, work, uh, we look at three different areas, the ways that brands make, show and sell their collections. Uh, so for example on the make side we look at smart, um, smart materials, uh, biomaterials, uh, virtual prototyping, 3D modelling. Uh, on the show side uh, we look at a lot of immersive technologies, so augmented reality, virtual reality um, and how those can be applied to contexts like London Fashion Week, um, changing the ways that you know static presentations and catwalks happen, any technology across the area that can disrupt the industry. Well, that's a whole load of information my name is Lindsay Fox I am a brand consultant and also a lecturer here at University of the Arts London okay um, so one of the questions I just want to ask is like following from the debate um, what would you say um, are like you know overall is like kind of the ethical concerns in the creative industry today just very concerns from a digital perspective that's tricky based on sort of technology, technology so yeah so I mean as I mentioned sort of uh, ethical concerns um, in general in yes. fashion uh, about workers rights and so on there's a couple of things that are really really good for that one of them I mentioned was shimmy technologies mm -hmm. um, it's a great way of upskilling um, workers in garment factories who may not be able to read or write but they're still able to play games on mobile phones uh, and by playing these games they can train themselves to use new software um, just using that that those games uh, which allows them to be upskilled without having to go through that kind of formal education process right. and without that kind of uh, classroom atmosphere if you've got that wrong or you're mm -hmm. failing or you're falling behind you can just play a game until you win right. uh, and it takes all that pressure away and you know it's quite a daunting thing for a lot of the women in those factories to yeah. go into an, a classroom environment whereas yeah. you know playing on a mobile phone that's something anyone can do whenever they want to it's, yeah. that's great uh, and then another kind of technology that impacts kind of on the ethical concerns I'd say um, so kind of questionnaires about workers rights so if you want to go in and you want to find out what is the well-being like in this factory how are you treated so on so forth um, traditionally the best way to, to have done that if you've got 8,000 workers in a factory you, yeah. you have to send out a questionnaire yeah. you get the questionnaires you know you get 40% of the questionnaires back a few days later and you don't know did the foreman stand over them while they answered all those yeah. all those uh, questions um, there's a couple of companies out there who are using blockchain mm -hmm. to um, send out kind of indiv individual tokens so that only the person with that token mm -hmm. can answer that survey right. And they can do that separately on their mobile phone and so on. So right. you can then know that they've, they, they've verified their results and they've sent them in. It's a kind of closed loop. No one can tamper with those results. And you get a fairer indication of, of the answers that you were hoping to get back. Fantastic. So Thank you. I guess building up from that, though, there's a question here around with all of the digital tech, like data, ownership and yeah. tracking. Yeah. But what would you, how are policies changing around this to make them more ethical, would you say? Uh, they're changing very slowly, um, <laughs> but they do have to change. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole kind of quagmire of, of yeah. sort of uh, legal 
problems around that. And, you know, GDPR went some way towards answering it, but then there's new data coming out that people didn't know about or some things that are becoming personal data that weren't previously classified as personal data. For example, if you've got a video of a person, you can create a 3D model just from a video of that person, whereas previously that wasn't possible. So now you've got people's body measurements just from having a photo or a video of them. Uh, there's a whole bunch of issues yeah. around that. And then on top of that, there's the quagmire around the carbon footprint in general, doing things on computers, modeling things, software, um, algorithms. The energy it takes is, is phenomenal. For example, uh, cryptocurrencies. If you put together all the cryptocurrencies in the world and look at the energy usage, it's equivalent to the fourth largest company on the planet. So there's a lot That's of energy insane. being used in computer modeling yeah. currently. I guess it's really difficult as well when you look at the branding side of things and the communications and marketing side and data with that and how people are contacting people to shout about the new ethical practices they're doing. How is that changing? It's changing a lot. It's not changing quickly enough, particularly when you look at communications and branding. Um, PR, marketing, communications is very much about manipulation unfortunately to an extent so this sort of data is this sort of big sort of buzzword within brands and communications at the moment any kind of comms brands data driven marketing is really really important on one side it's fantastic it allows the customer to have much more personalization it allows the customer to have much more control and um, Moin just mentioned GDPR and things there is an element where it's been put into their hands on the flip side, of course, there are a lot of ethical issues. It isn't completely regulated. We've got, you just need to look at certain television shows and stuff like the big hack on Netflix to show you just how scary data manipulation can be. So it is important when it puts it into the hands of the consumer, but like everything, we're baby steps towards yeah. where it really should be. Okay. Um, so obviously in light of the debate today and everything that's discussed, the overall question is, is how are brands' values actually affecting consumer loyalty? Is it that their values are changing and the consumer loyalty is increasing? Are consumers pulling away from big brands? This is a big question and the answer is both, um, unfortunately. We're seeing brands become, their values become increasingly important because of things like social media, because of emails, customers are being much more loyal to brands. They're actually actively engaging. They're creating user-generated content. They're interacting with brands in a way that they didn't before. However, they have so much more power. So a thing that we discussed earlier was we all see, and I think it was called the attitude behavior gap. Our psychologist was mentioning this, where we want to be sustainable, we want to be ethical, but actually that's cheaper. So audience will is there and they are, it is changing sort of brand values. But really, it is a commercial entity and it is driven ultimately by money. But um, one of the key points, the key takeaways is the more these brands can be doing, even if it is driven by money, if they are still doing it, if they're still getting these messages out there and they are still making changes, those changes are incredibly impactful. Yeah. I, I agree with all that, but another point I'd like to make is about smaller brands you've got smaller brands in order to kind of have a USP to sort of stand out from from the rest they have to ha really shout about their brand values and you as a customer will engage kind of maybe potentially more directly with a, a small brand that's doing things in the way that appeal just to you and then these brands find their niche market and they find quite a loyal following so in terms of brand loyalty it's actually quite high relatively for these small and medium-sized brands as quite an important point to note and uh, from a technological point of view as well these small and medium-sized brands are again having to engage social media and other technologies to 
to kind of uh, increase their brand awareness uh, on social media and by using different technologies different methods of reaching their audience they're kind of increasing that brand loyalty. It's that constant paradox is it? Is it the consumer that's fueling the brand or the brand that's fueling the consumer? Where's the line? Yeah. 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 It is very much a sort of asymmetrical model at the moment. It is still leaning towards the brand, but it is moving towards the customers having much more power and it is becoming much more symmetrical. Mm. Um, I'm interested, this you'll probably be able to know, it's more the emerging technologies. Are, are they helping designers and brands change the way they make and sell and show their collections? I mean, how does it work on the FIA? In, how yeah, are they very so, informed yeah. on this? So technology definitely is helping brands to make, show and sell in okay. different ways. Yeah. Um, hopefully ways for the better. Um, one of the things that we didn't get to speak about on the panel was um, digital design. Yeah. So kind of 3D production, that kind of thing. Um, so if you're designing a prototype digitally that looks and behaves mm. as if the, as if it was the real garment, you can make uh, tweaks in real time. If someone says, I need that in red, I need a short sleeve, mm. you don't need to go and send it off to a factory, mm. uh, send the, you know, create the pattern, send it off to China, get the sample sent back to you, mm. all that carbon footprint and time wasted, mm. they can just do it instantly on the screen mm. and it will behave exactly as the real garment would so you can put it straight into production yeah. and you've cut out all of that sampling prototyping and right. design time so then i've got a very controversial question to ask you on that oh. does that do you not think that the average consumer when they hear something of that nature yes it digital and technology sounds all very exciting because it's all creative but then old traditional fashion industry style is that they want to feel and touch the material so don't you think that's going to take away that whole element about it because you're just literally looking it on a computer screen or but your printout. The, the end consumer is never going to know that it was designed that way. It makes no difference to the end consumer. And in terms of um, the feel of the garment, I mean, all of that's modelled. Yeah in this software so that it will behave the way that the fabric will behave so that if you were to put uh, a button on this t-shirt it would have the same amount of drag due to gravity as you know a, a real one would um, that's all modeled sort of you know online and then yeah. when it comes to production production is done in the same way it's just run from digital files instead of from a physical sample right. so it just saves on a whole bunch of time off cuts material carbon footprint everything okay. But then, on a, and then again, on a controversial note, hmm. doesn't that does that scale back in terms of labour and employment, or do you think that's going to increase it from a technology point of view that you need more skill skilled employees to actually do this digital technology? So it's kind of both. You do need more skilled mm. workforce to do it but it frees you up because mm. you've got far more time instead of sitting around waiting for the samples to come back or mm. someone to go and draft that pattern uh, because it's done instantaneously you've got far more time to be creative mm. it, it, it takes away all the sort of menial tasks but you know obviously those entail jobs yeah. but for the people who are designing for example they have way more time to design way more stuff yeah. and if you can use technology to sort of aid your design there's a lot of um, artificial intelligence aided design for example those sorts of things can allow you to be more productive more creative and find new sort of inspirations that you wouldn't have had otherwise but on the kind of pattern drafting side yeah it's you, you kind of need a skilled technician to do it on a computer rather than the kind of paper and, and, and pen sort of uh, method but you know every time there's a job kind of taken out there's a different kind of job coming, coming in, in and a different opportunity for a different area but yes it needs different a different skill set absolutely fantastic one of the key things that came out of the debate was that the key area students should be focusing on upskilling when they're getting ready for the workforce or getting ready to start their own business is digital tech so is there any um, examples that you guys could give of particular skills when it comes to digital that they could be looking at improving I mean I'll let mine lead on the sort of the real tech changes <laughs> but what I even get surprised at because I teach social media I teach digital 
that even as graduates they're coming out not really understanding the power of social social media they're not yeah. so even those sort of fundamental digital skills that we think everyone has they're not quite there yet and my biggest thing that I would say to anyone going in big whether the designers whether marketing whether the journalism comms whatever you have to be adaptable the jobs of the future are multi-purpose and sort of multi-hyphenate roles so adaptability and learning is many skills but I'll let Moyne take the real heavy tech stuff yeah. <laughs> completely second that especially that kind of broad skill set that is what you'll need um, especially if you're going into a sort of small and medium sized brand which a number of graduates will be doing a lot of people setting up their own businesses um, but on the kind of specifically on that digital side um, there's a lot of 3D design software like Clo, Browseware, Optitex, and specifically for uh, LCF students, there's uh, a lot of access to that. If you go to digital learning labs, there are courses run all the time and they are open to all of the students and you can sign up for them. They're opt-in courses, they're not kind of widely advertised to you, but if you want to do it, you can go and find out about it. Digital learning lab, check it out. Lots and lots of courses for you to pick it up. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.